Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris and Rod. It is Friday, June the 9th, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. No excuses, just free picks. We just keep showing up. No one asks us to keep coming back. We just do it. Just kind of just don't go away. Happens. Chris, ready to set the tone today. And, uh, you know, and just like that, we have a game four. Oh, I guess we would have had game four anyway in the uh, NHL. I thought that the Panthers' goal against the against Vegas was about as easy as it gets. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not a hockey expert, except when I claim to be. But I've seen, like, you know, great goals, you know, where they just do whatever. I mean, this just seemed like a basic, took a shot, it went in the net, you know. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was that great of a goal. It just seemed like it was a good. It was a good goal. It was a, great, a good. It was a solid shot, right? It was a solid hockey play. But at this level, you would think that that would be a save. I mean, what was he screened? I mean, I'm not really sure. What, what was that? You think he? You think he just let it go and just said, "I'm, you know, I got a, I got, a, I got a Cuban sandwich waiting for me, you know, at the hotel. I got to go. Um, it's gonna get cold." It's pork, it's cheese, it's ham, it's, it's mayo, it's, it's everything, it's pressed, it's, 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 it's pressed, but it's not a panini, it's on that Cuban bread that everybody loves so much. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, no, I, I probably would expect a bit of a better goal to end the game, but I mean, the game, the goal that sent it to overtime was, was a wide open net, and that overtime... Uh, when it was just a break, just a break going the other way, those goals happen, unfortunately. And well, like I said, just a great shot from Verhage. And uh, yeah, now we're, now we're heading. We got at least a game five on the horizon. How about this Kachuk? Superstar, budding superstar, underrated. What do we say? I I think he's a budding superstar. I'm not putting him at that level just yet. I know he was one of the top three for the Hart Trophy for the MVP, but... I, I just I don't see him there yet. He's going to be there. And you know, so who was he up years. against? Some sh- some shit stain from the Maple Leafs? Is that what it was? Or, I mean, because I mean, Connor, probably Connor against McDavid. Connor McDavid, who's not in the finals, right? And who else? I don't remember who the third one was. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. I don't a guy we don't even remember. <laughs> but you, it's, it's easy. Connor McDavid's winner. He yeah, he's, win. he is a shit stain. I agree with you, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He is a blowhard. Gary <laughs> <Carrie> Gohard. <laughs> hey, as, as the Oilers, they've gotten knocked out uh, the last few two seasons by uh, teams that have made the Stanley Cup final. So uh, you can't, we can't knock where they are. Well, it's called if you get knocked out by teams that make the Stanley Cup finals, that makes you a team that's not in the Stanley. Cup one finals. level, one notch lower than the well, team that's Stanley. So, so when they, so when they, so when they meet the before, before the season, when they all get together, they say, "The goal is to we don't want to win the cup. We just want to, we want to be the team. We want to be the team. <laughs> that's, that's not because this we can do. <laughs> this is a realistic expectation. <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's the you're talking about the Leafs though. The Leafs are like they made round say. one. That's it. They took it off. We're like, woo. Yeah, but if the Leafs get swept out in the first round, no one's surprised, right? I mean, that's kind of like what you signed up for. But if that's the measuring stick that we're using, the Leafs have lost to the team that's made it to the Stanley Cup final from the East three years in a row. So, three years in a row, yeah. Meaning it wasn't them three years in a row that made it. Exactly. Well, that's really what that means. It hasn't been that. It's kind of like Bull Durham, right? It's kind of like Crash Davis's home run record for the minor leagues. <laughs> like and the Rockies bullpen. <laughs> oh, the Rockies bullpen is. <laughs> they actually, they More actually, eat, they actually eat shit. I mean, we oh, yeah. we discussed this already at length. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and what did they do yesterday? They had a whole big pile. They had a whole big pile of it. That wasn't a pie eating contest we were watching. <laughs> you feel it coming too. It's like here it comes. Here oh yeah. Comes. Oh god. In game, everything. It was like it was just. They're about to serve it up. It's called all in on the in game, 
right? The same thing. Like, I lost that Mets game against the Braves. Same thing. I mean, I knew I was dead, man, you know? I knew I was dead, you know? 10-6. The only thing that surprised me is that I didn't lose that White Sox game. They had the one-run lead in in the eighth inning, two outs. Like, oh, man, I'm just dead. I said to my wife, oh, man, I got this one. (laughs) It's <laughs> just like, yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways, got a full schedule today. We've got Major League Baseball. 15 games. And we've got, well, got other stuff too. Got NBA action. Connor McDavid wins the MVP, right? If he wins, if he, if, if, um, this is, I don't think it's an if. Not possible. He'll win it, hands down. Yeah, no isn't that isn't that more embarrassing than anything? It's like that he's such this great player, but he can't get him over the hump. He can't get him there. Can't carry yeah, him. It's on another back. trophy. To, it's another trophy to put in the case. He does. That's not what he wants. Not at this point. Well, oh, that's career. what he's getting because they're playing for, well, for course, second place in the West. Getting, because these trophies are, are, are given based off of your regular season uh, record. Does he also your... get a participation trophy for the regular season effort? <laughs> no, he'll get Kachuk will get one. Uh, he'll, they'll give him a participation trophy because uh, McDavid will actually get the trophy, so they'll send them. No, actually, he might. He might the, actually get the real trophy. Right, it's two one. They're in it, right? He actually has a chance at the real trophy. No, it's McDavid. McDavid will win. No, no, the real trophy in hockey is the Stanley Cup. Oh, there's no other trophy that matters. There's no other trophy that matters in in the NHL. All that other stuff is just—it's just you know, it's just bullshit. Nobody cares. achievements. Nobody cares. Chris can't even name the third guy that's nominated for the MVP uh, uh, of the NHL. And he's my hockey guy. (laughs) You know? He's half of the puck dogs. He's half of the puck dogs. And, I mean, I I don't know exactly who's the bigger half of the puck dogs, but let's just say he's a substantial piece. It's just the worst show that, that, that it's top. They How many pounds of puck dogs do we have over here, do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we in four digits? Part of an offensive line over no. here is what we got over here. We're not in four it's digits worth of puck line. dog over here? No. No. No? No. 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 The puck dogs are shrinking. Shrinking puck yeah, dogs. They're shrinking. They're shrinking puck dogs. Don't they install those puck dogs? Come on now. It's like I bought this shirt because it was it was now it's getting kind of you can almost wear it as a moo. <laughs> Alright, speaking of moo's. Tigers against the Diamondbacks. We got a 640 start in this one. It is going to be Michael Lorenzen and Merrill Kelly. Chris? Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, the under in this one. Um, you know, Merrill Kelly, you're supposed to start on the road yesterday, but still like him in this road spot, a 1.64 road ERA. And uh, Michael Lorenzen pitching a lot better than I probably would have given him credit for in past seasons. Uh, one run, run or less allowed in five of his last six starts. I think this has uh, the makings of an under-the-radar pitcher's duel, so give me the under eight runs. Yeah, lame-ass underpick. Yeah, well, Rod? Pretty sure. I mean, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, you look at Arizona, and uh, sure, they've been playing great and uh, rolling right along, but uh, I think that day off um, and the cancellation game yesterday hurt them. Um, you look, the Diamondbacks uh, following a day off, three and nine in their last 12 following a day off. And Detroit uh, at home, six and uh, or seven and one in their last uh, interleague home games. They're also six and zero in their last six uh, interleague home games versus a right-handed starter. So uh, I'm gonna take the plus money with Detroit here to uh, end Arizona's losing streak. Kind of on the fence. I'm on the fence on this thing. I could I could make an argument either way. Um, of course, Merrill Kelly, even though he didn't pitch yesterday, still reminds me of Emmett Kelly. And uh, Michael Lorenzen's actually been a lot better than, you know, than what we've, you know, the way the treatment he's gotten from me over the last, you know, six or seven years. So 
He's pitched really well. I just think that the Diamondbacks right now are just rolling, and I just don't want to step in front of it. You know, I think, like I said, I think the Renzen's pitched well. I think this game is probably an under, but um, I, I'll, I'll, rather than give out a total that nobody cares about, I'll roll with the uh, D-backs here in this one. Now we got a battle of the two best teams in baseball. It's the Rays and the Rangers. Rod, what do you think? And for me in this one, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, the Rays here at home. Um, 29 and 6 at home. Um, it's where they've been playing their uh, the best ball of the season. Uh, I think it doesn't change. Look at Tyler Glass now. His first start of the year uh, was a little bit rough. He bounced back, uh, got a win in the next start. And uh, I think he just improves. He keeps moving along three, three starts. And, uh, you know, Andrew Heaney, he's definitely been uh, rolling along. But uh, well, I think this is a spot where. Uh, He's due for uh, laying an egg, so I'm going to fade Andrew Haney and the Texas Rangers and go with the Rays at home in, uh, in this one, snag a win. It's weird because both these teams have the same weakness, and that's bullpen, you know? And it's so weird because, you know, every team has a good closer and setup, man. But with starters only going, you know, five or six innings in today's baseball, that guy that pitches the sixth and seventh inning, these guys are the ones that are deciding the games. And that's where both these teams are weak. And it's like, man, maybe those guys all of a sudden become maybe higher in the pecking order, you know? And, and maybe there is a place for some of these guys. And maybe that's where both, you know, uh, maybe that's where Heaney should be pitching anyway. But the thing is, is that, you know, Glass now has not been good since coming back from the injured list. He pissed and moaned about the getting rid of the sticky stuff, and that's how long he's been out. We haven't talked sticky stuff, you know, in a few years at this point. And that's the last we heard of Glass now, and now he can complain about the pitch clock and everything else. I mean, the game is basically, if you were out the last two seasons, the game has passed you by. There's been so many changes in Major League Baseball over that span. How could you possibly keep up with it? Meanwhile, Andrew Heaney's just a stiff from way back. What a piece of garbage this guy is. Almost screwed me last time, but Bochy had the quick hook and took him out in the fourth inning last time. Didn't wait around to get bludgeoned and ended up doing the right thing. I'm going to take the Rangers here on the road getting plus money. I think this game's a coin flip, so the plus money is where the value is. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to take the Rangers as well. Um, you know, Tyler Glass now, you know, still, I think he's still getting acclimated to being back on the mound consistently. He's probably going to be a you know, five-inning guy for the next couple starts. Like you said, if you got to hand the ball over to, to one of the shakier bullpens in baseball, and I think that all the value is on Texas here. So I'll take the, the, uh, the Texas Rangers while they're playing, what, 14-4 and four in their last 18 games. They can be the Texas Rangers and the plus money. All right, we move on. It is the Orioles and the Royals. Tyler Wells up against Daniel Lynch. The Orioles salvaging a win in Milwaukee. First win in Milwaukee since 2017. Of course, they don't play there every single year, so those are the overrated stats. Kind of like when Bittler used to say, well, they haven't beaten Oklahoma State since 1955, or in the last six, he would say, like, in the last six meetings, and you look back, and it's like, the last meeting was 1955, like, between these two teams, like, there's any kind of relevance between that. But I just think that, you know, the Orioles are a better team than what we've seen, and, you know, this is how good they've been this year. They had that horrible road, road trip. They had that horrible trip to Milwaukee. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, and they're in second place in the toughest division in baseball. That's how good they've been. Up against Daniel Lynch. I think you guys know where I'm at in this one. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Orioles, but I'm, I'm on the over here. Uh, Wells gave up three home runs in his lone start against the Royals. Um, I don't expect that same kind of production again, but I still think... Now the Royals can maybe get two or three runs off him, and I do think the uh, the Orioles have a field day on Daniel Lynch gets six or seven here. So I'm gonna get uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take the over eight with lean towards Baltimore. Every time you say field day, does it kind of bring up your um, you know memories of your shot putting days? <sighs> take me back. Those were the days. Does it make you want to just go out in the backyard and throw the shot around? Yeah, a little bit. Put the shot. Make sure the, yeah, make sure the dogs are in the house. But yeah, definitely. Put the shot out there. My right. dog would try to chase the ball. He'd be like, I can get it. <laughs> I can get the shot, bud. <laughs> Rod, what do you think of this beauty? This gem? I'm going to go with the Orioles here. I'm not even going to overthink it. Um, 
I, I don't think either of these stars equate to who gets the win. And uh, we know what the Royals bullpen, speaking of bad bullpens, uh, is like. So uh, even after Daniel Lynch, yikes, it won't be good there either. So uh, I'm going to take the Orioles uh, on the run line. I think they uh, beat up on the Royals in this one. Yeah, whenever I run into members of our Pick Dogs community out around there, I say, man, Rod's just overthinking. You know, he's just, he's always thinking. <laughs> always. Overthinking. He's thinking, and then he's overthinking. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> thinking, overthinking. Hmm. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our next game. That is Boston and the Yankees. Boston and the Yankees. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the Yankees here. Um, you know, eight known Coles home starts this year. Um, eight and two against the Red Sox. The Yankees are in Coles ten starts since uh, Cole came to New York. And I'm just, um, excuse me, I'm not a fan of the uh, the Red Sox and Garrett Whitlock. So give me, uh, give me the Yankees here. Rod, I, uh, I lean to the Yankees to get the win. You look at Cole nine and zero on uh, on Fridays, so uh, definitely lean to the Yankees in that one. But I like the over as the better play. Uh, when these two teams get together, uh, definitely bring your glove to the ballpark. Six and one the last seven meetings in New York to the over. Eleven and five the last sixteen to the over. Definitely uh, runs are coming in this one. I think we easily get to uh, over ten double digit runs here. Take the over. What do you think the relevance is of the Friday thing? Like, do you think he eats like like I know like every Thursday I eat turkey burgers, right? So <clears throat> people want to know like you know. Why are in my not the same? It's because we mixed up the potato, of course, on the turkey burgers. You know, we do certain things different times. You know, sometimes we go with like a home fry type thing. Sometimes it's French fries. Sometimes it's even a potato knish, you know, whatever the case may be. We mix it up, you know. It's like we've been having turkey burgers for, you know, my wife and I over 20, almost 23 years. Um, it's a lot of turkey burgers, a lot of Thursdays, um, you know. Why do you think that Friday's, you know, in, in Garrett Cole? Do you think it's like, it's like, I don't know, he always eats at Arby's on Fridays or something? You know, <laughs> something. He should have a, a whatever it is on the on that Friday. He just gets so excited. Maybe he gets a bonus and he gets the whole weekend off and he can go party and uh, have a few drinks if he uh, wins his game on Friday. I, I don't know. It's uh, whatever it is on the Friday. He's he's one nine straight. Uh, but how many Fridays? Friday. So how many times but, has his turn in the rotation fallen on a Friday like in the past on a Friday, two years? Right. But how many in, like, the last two years? Because it's, like, it's a Friday stat. So it's, like, it's just, I mean, the chances are, you know, it's, it's it's you know, we all know how the rotation works. So it's, like, how often does he actually land on that Friday? Uh, two times a year. No, it's, we're not, you can't guess. <laughs> that. There's, there's a firm number here. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Few times a year. I mean, if you're gonna throw out, if you're gonna throw out a Friday trend on us. You're gonna have to dig a little deeper than this. I mean, yeah, it's gonna take me more than it's gonna take me more than thirty seconds on this game to dig a little deeper. Garrett calls nine and zero when using Polynesian dipping sauce on his McNuggets and Chick Fil A. It's like. I don't know. I need answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, I can handle the truth. If there's anyone out here who can handle the truth, it's me. Go ask some of my competitors if I can handle the truth or not. Yeah, I know. Taking the Yankees. Not looking back. I don't care what Cole pitches on Fridays or Wednesdays or whatever. The Red Sox are in a regression mode. They're the only team in the American League East town team now with a losing record. Um, so they just they they fought the good fight. I think they've run out of gas a little bit here. I think know that you know the Yankees don't have Aaron Judge, but I mean, do you think like most other baseball teams out there, if you said, well, my slugger is Gene Carlos Stanton, they'd be okay with that? 
It's like the Yankees just crying a river over Aaron Judge. It's like, oh, my slugger is Giancarlo Stanton. He only makes $40 million a year. It's like, I mean, how pathetic does this get? I mean, the Yankee fans are, I mean, come on, guys. You know? Seriously. I'm embarrassed for you. There, I said it. I, you know, I said it. That's what I do. I want that. There's the truth for you, Roger. I can handle it. We got the Pirates and the Mets, Rod. Rich Hill and Tyler McGill, two of your two two guys you're big fans of. Definitely big fans of. How uh, much keep paying the Mets? Um, they, they've been awful. Fifteen to twenty-one on the road. And uh, Rich Hill definitely uh, having a solid season. Um, you can't complain what he's done. You, you expect him to uh, drop a few, and uh, he bounced back last time out uh, against the Cardinals. And I think he continues uh, rolling right along. Um, whatever it is, they get up for him uh, when he's pitching. So uh, I'm going to take the Pirates here. Complete fate of the Mets. Chris? Speaking <laughs> of bad bullpens. Yeah, I'm gonna take the <clears throat> excuse me, and take the over between the uh, the Pirates and the Mets. These are two pitchers I don't think factor into the decision at all. Um, Tyler McGill a six plus ERA on the road, uh, Rich Hill five plus ERA at home. So uh, give me the over nine. I think we get it well into double digits in this game. I'm gonna go with the uh, Pirates in this one. I'm gonna agree with Rod. Um, I think Rich Hill is the way better option. Tyler McGill is stiff, and the Mets are losers. Underachieving, nobody's. I mean, sometimes you just have to look at the two teams and just, if you take away the names of the teams and you look at the two records and, and, and everything else, the Pirates are the better team. I mean, this really is not that hard. Why make it so difficult, Chris? Why do you have to do that? You always have to make everything a lot harder than it really is. That's what I do. Speaking harder than it really is, Ranger Suarez is pitching in Philly against the Dodgers. Michael Grove. Rod, um, I mean, we have to pick somebody here. Uh, I got to pick somebody here. And uh, I like the over. I'm going to take the over nine and a half. Uh, and this one, Michael Grove's awful. Ranger Suarez um, definitely going to give up some runs as well. And then when you throw it to the bullpen, Dodgers bullpen hasn't been greatest uh, lately either. They've given up uh, lots of runs late. So uh, if I had to take a side, I think I would. Uh, I take the Dodgers in that one. They well, just the making it, yeah. So, if I if see. if I have to take a side, well, it's kind of the show. <laughs> making a pick yeah, on the game. I, I mean, we've been through this with Ruffalo before. Um, you know, Ruffalo Day. We have the whole thing, but making a pick is it's kind of the show. It's kind of the premise of the show. Correct. So, as I said, if I have to take a side, I'll take the Dodgers. But I like the over is the better play. Both these teams are going to give up lots of runs today. What's the Bring record on Fridays? The what's uh, what's Suarez's uh, record on Fridays? On Fridays? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is not good. Well, I guess. <laughs> Any idea what he eats for eats its pregame meal is on Fridays? Chris, what's what is what's your guess for Ranger Suarez's pregame meal for Fridays? <laughs> Can really get into some trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but something with platanos. <laughs> Cone platanos. He's got to carve up like I do before the shot put. Cone platanos. <laughs> By the way, Garrett Colson said the start of twenty one excuse me, twenty twenty one season, twelve starts on Fridays. Well there you have it. So of the what sixty something starts he's made, twelve of them have been on Fridays. That's one fifth. Which is about which is weird because there's seven days in a week. He starts every five days. So and one fifth of his starts. So you would think it would be one seventh of his starts. That's actually yeah. one fifth. Let's see. In the last three seasons this year included, he's made. Oh, sorry, I lied. Seventy-six starts. So yeah, Sir Olmstead one one every seven days. It's weird. It's like I start doing math and I'm confusing myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Hmm. 
It's like I've That's confused myself now. <laughs> but that really is what the what it should be. I like the Dodgers in this one. I am a Philly fader and hater. I think that uh, overrated <laughs> trash, and um, I'm not going to stand for it any longer. I'm going to make a stand. Oh, I made that stand. So, yeah. I'm done with the Phillies. <laughs> I've never been on them to be done with them. But, um, yeah. I think the I think you look at these two teams and the Dodgers are the way better team. I think it's going to be really interesting. Is are the Dodgers going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? If they're like close, are they going to be buyers or are they going to unload some of these the last of the big things? Like is Mookie Betts available? Off that's minty. No, I think they'll be. I think they. I think they'll be buyers. You think so? Yeah, I don't think the Dodgers. Then why weren't they buyers in the off season? I think they were just happy with what they had. They're happy with what they had. They kept it in house. They they kept the core together. They kept Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Seager, Turner. Yeah. Well, they always they they, Trey Turner was always going to go. I think. So, like, if you had if. If you let Trey Turner go and then you want to go get some free agency somewhere, you're going to get better than that? I just don't think they wanted to pay him what he wanted. Well, what do they want to pay him? Well, what was the contract he got? He got something like 30-something million, didn't he? I don't know. I think they wanted to pay him like 25, closer to what he was getting before. But what are they going to end up having to pay to get some guy from trade deadline yeah I mean they already raided the uh, the uh, the farm system when they I can't remember who else they traded for but uh, well Max Scherzer they traded for they traded for Turner (laughs) I mean these are the guys that that they unloaded the farm system for they don't have either of those guys to show for it yeah I don't know Chris Interesting. Yeah, I think so. But I think they, I think they will be buyers. I think, the, I think they're going to be sellers. I predict sellers. Can maybe sell Noah Syndergaard. I don't think it'll be any takers for Syndergaard, but they've moved him to the they've moved they've moved him to middle relief. Yeah. But I don't think they'll be takers for Syndergaard. But I do believe that they'll be takers. Um, or Mookie Betts. How about Freddie Freeman goes back to the Braves? Ron mm-hmm. Romanelli. That makes sense. When his speed continues to rise, whiff and chase rate continue to rise. Who asked you? <laughs> well, he's on a below average team. You know? The thing about the Phillies that the pro so the problem is when you have a team like the Phillies and you have all these high priced guys, right? Everybody makes a ton of money on that team. That's that's an offensive player, right? The catcher makes a ton of money, Bryce Harper makes a ton of money, Schwarber makes a ton of money, Castellanos makes a ton of money, Real Muto, right? That's the guy. He makes a ton, you know, Trey Turner makes a ton. Five guys that make a ton of money. Ton. Not once has two of those guys been able to carry the team. Like, two guys get, at least, all it takes is for two of them to get hot, to, to kind of carry them through. And then if four of the five can, can get hot, you know, then they're going to bust some people up. But they can't do that. You know why? They never listen to me. Never listen, man. Never listen. Home run props. Chris, you got a home run prop for that one? Uh, yeah, Mookie Phillips. Betts. I like Mookie Betts. <laughs> I like that one, too. I like Freddie Freeman, also. Anyone against Suarez. 
I'll take the catalog. <laughs> I'll take all of the above. Speaking of catalog, you got the Blue Jays and the Twins. Who's up? I think it's Rod. For me, for me, in this one, and the Blue Jays and the Twins, you know what? I'm going to go with the uh, Blue Jays here at home, um, rolling right along. Eight and two in their last ten, and uh, the reason why they are eight and two in their last ten is their bullpen's definitely uh, come to play. So uh, I think Kikuchi goes uh, has a nice solid outing. I think Sonny Gray has a solid outing as well for the the Twins. So uh, nice uh, low scoring first five, and then when it throws to the bullpen, uh, Toronto with a better bullpen, and uh, they stag the win there. So I'm going to go with the Jays who are. Playing the better baseball uh, right now. So, give me the Jays. I say this with all sincerity. I'll say, Bray, you're a piece of crap. After last night. How was that? I got the Astros. First and second, nobody out. Eighth inning, down by a run. You get picked off second base. I mean, you're basically standing yeah. next to the shortstop. What are you? What are you doing? I'm, kill me too. I, like, I don't even understand what he was doing out there. I mean, it wasn't like he was just leaning, right? I mean, he was clearly way yeah. off the base. It's like way off if, the base. Yeah. When when the catcher had the ball, I mean, he looked over in disbelief. You know, like what are you doing? And then he just threw the ball there. It was like there wasn't like I don't know. I like the twins in this one, Sonny Gray. First five. I'm going to take the Blue Jays. Um, twins been middle of the road against lefties in the last couple of weeks. And Team OPS, the Blue Jays, one of the best teams against righties. They're just a hotter team right now. Eight and two last 10, 10 and three in their last 13. So give me the Blue Jays, reasonable price. Next. I like returning to this old format. It takes forever, but who cares? I got nothing else to do. I got no life with else. Got the Guardians and the Astros. It's Logan Allen against Christian Javier. I like the Rastros in this one. Javier's, you know, he's one of those guys that's... Uh, I think the Astros been a rough road trip but it's not like they've been playing against the drug drag teams they struggled there in toronto and i thought you know and it was the thing about the, those games in toronto the last two nights they were in both of them three two both of them identical scores they were in it so last night i believe it was the first inning they got the bases loaded with with, with nobody out yep one run in and they only score two runs. And that was the Second only inning. runs they scored in the entire game. They hit into a double play there. It was the same guy whiffed later in the game. Screwed us there, too. And that Abreu situation. Same guy. Yep. I see him come up and was like, oh, man. I don't remember his name, but we'll just call him Dumbass for short. For, for, the, for, our, for our purposes today. <laughs> I called him Big Whip. Yeah. What was that? No one ever accuses me of not watching the games, only that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like the Astros in this one. I think Javier can can bear down. I like the way the Guardians are playing too. I I won money on them yesterday, so um but I don't think they get done. Logan Allen's pitched well. This, this is actually a good game. It, this is a solid under as it gets. So I like the under, but I can't give it out because I would take away my material I get from mocking Rubio. Based, so based on that criteria alone, I'm going to take the Astros. I'll take the Astros as well. Um, Javier, four straight wins. Sorry, five straight wins. Four straight starts where he's allowed one run. And uh, look, the two starts he's had against Cleveland last year when Cleveland was a much better offensive team. 
gave up just one run combined in those two starts. I just don't think Logan Allen's going to be able to match zeros with Javier. And uh, the Astros, for me, have the more trustworthy offense. So give me the Astros on the money line. If anyone knows about matching zeros, it's Ruplo. Rod. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the Astros here in this one. Uh, pitchers duel early, so definitely take the first five under. And uh, but, but definitely got to go with the Astros. Look at what they've done the last 10 games hitting lefties. At, uh, they're bad. 377 against the lefties over their last 10 games. So I'm going to go with the Astros to bounce back. Everybody's seen what Cleveland's done those last few days, and they'll be all humping Cleveland going, yeah, look at, look at the Guardians, yeah. Look at the Astros got beat by the Jays. So take the Astros in this one. Big bounce back. Solid team in the bounce back. Got the uh, Braves and the Nationals. It's uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver. I think it's Shaver, Shoyer. I, I saw him pitch the last time he pitched. It was freaking unbelievable. Um, up against Josiah Gray, who Romanelli will claim has regressing numbers, but I believe he's actually playing the best baseball of his career. But this uh, Smith Shaver, whatever his name is for the for the Braves, this guy, I believe, is the youngest guy in the major leagues. This guy is really, really, really good. I mean, he is. It's like once in a while you see these guys come out there, pitch middle relief or whatever the hell he pitched, and you're just like, this guy is really, really good. He went into the dugout. You know, it was his first major league appearance. He went into the dugout, man, and after he was done with his two innings that he pitched or whatever it was, he might have been three. Um, whatever it 2. was 1. that he pitched. How many did he pitch? 2.1. 2. 2. I'll tell 2. you what. 2. He went into the dugout after that 2.1 innings pitched, and everybody was patting him on the back like, wow. You know, um, this guy has wow stuff. He is really, really, really good. Um, I don't know if he can extend it over the course of a game or anything like that, but this guy is, he's a superstar in the making. I'll just crown him a superstar now. We'll jinx him. We'll take him down the same way we did Kirby. We'll take him down to Kirby town. <laughs> Chris, this is your game. I just, I just ball hog you out there. That's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Nationals plus one and a half. Um, you know the, the Nationals. You know Josiah Gray the, usually does a good job keeping the Nationals in the game. In his five career starts against the other uh, Braves, the Nationals have actually won three of them. So I think uh, Gray can do a good job keeping him in this one. He's usually good better at night. He's usually better uh, on the road as well. So give me the Nationals plus one and a half. There's one run game. Rod. And for me, I'm going to take the uh, Braves on the run line. I think they kicked the snot out of the, the Nationals in this one. I also like Ozzy Alves to uh, hit a home run. Well, I'll tell you what. I bet against the Braves twice this week. One was the Zach Gallon game, and the other one was yesterday. And both those games, I got roasted by late-inning home runs that were no-doubt bombs. Um... Not going down that road again. And I think that uh, Smith Shaw or whatever, I think he wins the first five, too. I'm going to take the Braves, the Braves, and more Braves. I'm going to lay the run line here and everything else because I'll tell you what, man, the ball is flying out of the park when these guys hit it. I mean, it's not just, is it going to be a home run, like clear the fence? I mean, that RCA home run last night, jeez, no. My gosh, even the people that took the run and a half got crushed on that one. That's how bad that thing was. So let's walk this guy. Let's walk right. Let's walk this guy. Like, really doesn't matter when you give up 540. Right. <laughs> Rave's looking good. Got the White Sox against the Marlins. The White Sox split yesterday in the Bronx. The Marlins are just rolling, 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 rolling. Second place in the National League East. Making it look easy out there. It's kind of like the Mike Leach fat little girlfriend speech. 
Everyone tell them how great they are, how easy it's going to be. It defies all logic. Me? Rod? Rod? Chris? Was that Chris? No, oh, Chris went last. Didn't you run over last, last time? time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one, I'm going to uh, lean to the Marlins to keep their winning streak uh, rolling right along, but I like the under as the better play. I think both starters uh, have a great start uh, in this one. Perez and uh, Cease on the mound, and then he throw at the bullpen. So definitely uh, not giving out too much runs there. Enough to get us under the total in this one. Both bullpens, uh, you see the last 10 games. White Sox, 2.06 ERA. Well, the Marlins, reason why they're winning, they're only teams to uh, three ERA uh, in that bullpen. So I like the under in this one. It's the better play. Into the Marlins. Was that a lame-ass total pick, or was it a pick on the Marlins? I'm confused. Both. You can take there. Take Marlins on the money line and the under. Two. S- same game parlay? Same game parlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same game parlay. <laughs> Did Robert hit a home run yesterday, Chris? Uh, I don't I had him in because the White Sox were hitting home runs like crazy in that first game. It was my pick on the show to Homer yesterday. Well, they got shut out in one of the games. They do it in their first one. Yeah, he homered in the first game. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, I like the Marlins in this one. I think Dylan Cease's best pitches are behind him for this season. I think Cease saw it. We saw the best of Cease, but now it's time for him to desist. I like the uh, Marlins in this one, and uh, I just like the way they're playing. I think they're playing as a team. They're having fun out there. They don't know they're not supposed to win. I always like that, saying that. Works for me. I've used that one over and over again. No one ever really throws it back in my face. So why not? Chris? I like a little cease and desist uh, <laughs> reference there. I'm going to go with the Marlins as well. Um, I like Yuri Perez. Uh, I think this is a, a great spot for him. What do you like him, about you know, him? Young arm, you know, a lot, lot of speed on the fastball, good control. Um, I think he's going to be another another one of those great starting pitchers from that Marlins, uh, Marlins factory. It just keeps churning him out like it's going out of style. But uh, you know, the Marlins 14-2 and two in their last 16 interleague games. Uh, they're just playing far better baseball right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, so. Yeah, give me the Marlins as well, plus money. Got the uh, Brewers against the A's. Get the loss over this one if you want, but. Uh... I'm just going to take the Brewers here. I'm going to lay the run line or the extent. I'll lay two and a half. I'll lay three and a half runs in this one um, against the A's. I know the A's are definitely playing better baseball, but the Brewers are too. And um, Friday night in Milwaukee, I mean, this is this is how Schlitz got invented. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Brewers. I mean, it's always a beer fest in Friday night in Milwaukee. I think it would be more fun to handicap the the, uh, the, the sausage race. I like that. <laughs> Don't take the Polish. Doesn't get it on. Never wins. The Polish. <sighs> I'm going to take the Brewers on the run line as well. Uh, Wasn't it like Teddy Roosevelt in the in the president's yeah, race in Washington? They just, they just got smoked for like <laughs> nine years in a row or something. The best is when they all fall over. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're easily entertained over here. Yeah, seriously, when the sausage falls over. Uh, yeah, give, me, give, me, give me the Brewers on the run line, too. Um, Kind of like when the cow bear beat up the pine tree. (laughs) (laughs) 
Our mascot fights. Mascots, yeah. Mascots <laughs> fight to the best. <laughs> that should be a new thing. <laughs> mascot fights coming soon <laughs> to a ball bar near you. <laughs> yeah, give me the Brewers on the run line, too. Uh, Luis Medina stinks. And, uh, Adrian oh, I'm taking extended run line. I'm not on the run line. I'm extended. <laughs> I'm, I'm minus three and a half. Okay. I'll take. I'll just take the one and a half. But uh, that doesn't get yeah. you anywhere. That that and a token will get you on the subway. That's yeah, okay. Um, you know, I, I'm just I, <laughs> Luis Medina stinks, and Adrian Hasry had that one rough outing against Toronto, but outside of that, he's been pretty good over the last three weeks. So, give me Adrian Hauser and the and the Brewers on the run line. Right. And then this one. Uh... You know what? I'm going to take a lame, lame total. Um, I'm going to take the under in this one. You look at the head-to-head, and uh, that lame total is ten and one to the under in their last eleven meetings, including the uh, the last nine, nine straight to the under. So uh, even with these uh, bad, awful pitchers, you think you're going to get tons of runs? Nah, I'm going to take the under here. We're getting plus two hundred two on our money at at minus three and a half. It's Friday night in Milwaukee. Grab a schlitz and watch the game with me. Six one. <laughs> it's gonna be something like that. Cardinals and the Reds, Chris. Cardinals suck, man. <laughs> Go ahead, take a pick at it. It's Jordan Montgomery, overrated crap. <laughs> Other than that, want, tell me who you like. <laughs> you want to give me plus one fifty five with a Cincinnati team that's second in baseball and team OPS against lefties in the last two weeks. Against the Cardinals team that's got Jordan Montgomery pitching. They haven't won any of Montgomery's last 10 starts. So. Yeah, <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Almost two months to the day the last time the Cardinals won a Montgomery start. So. Yeah, because he had Yachty Molina behind the plate last year. He, all of a sudden he comes over the Cardinals. All of a sudden he's really good. No Yachty, no dice. This guy, man. Yeah. I'm not a big Ben Lively fan, but I can't pass up on this. Plus, I think there's a stigma with the Reds and like how much losing they've done in the last couple of years. But this isn't a bad team; only five games below 500. So, but actually, the Cardinals at fifth place in the Central are just as close as Connor McDavid to winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's the random digs that come out of nowhere that are the sharpest. <laughs> You can get hit at any 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 time. It's what You're I never do. Safe. It's what I do. <laughs> Cheap shots, name calling, you know, bashing the competition. And, and I agree. Take the Reds. Uh, ben Lively on the road. He has been lively. Uh, pitching real well. One one with a one point one two ERA. That was weak. And uh, that was Rod. That was point eight eight. That was not good. Bad one. What did you think of that I one, Chris? Up. I didn't mind it. No? Ben Lively's been lively? <laughs> he's been lively on the road. <laughs> he's, just, he's been lively on the road. It's like, I feel like I'm going to senior citizens dance. <laughs> so lively. <laughs> Definitely lively on the road. <laughs> Lively on the road, back at the hotel with the groupies. <laughs> he, goes up to, he goes up to someone in a bar, you know I'm a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, right? He's been lively with the ladies back at the hotel bar. Oh, man. Take, take us over four and a half strikeouts, too. He's hit the last three three games. He, I like the Reds in this one. I... Everyone knows I hate the Cardinals. Um, I think they're majorly disappointed. I think Jordan Montgomery, after last year's hype fest, I mean, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I'm going to take the Reds here. Big. I'm going to go reverse run line, actually. Take the Reds on the reverse run line. Oh, boy. Eh. <laughs> All right, gonna, I guess we got to do it. it. Rockies against the uh, Padres. Rod, this one's yours. You get first dibs at this thing. It's Austin Gombras pitch. <laughs> the 
<laughs> Austin Grammer's pitching. Yikes. So I have no choice. I'm going to take the uh, the Padres here, take them on the run line. Actually, uh, 17 and 12 to that run line uh, on the road this season. And yeah, but isn't it like number. minus a zillion like on the run line? It's like, I, I can't bet that. I can't lay. I can't lay odds and runs. I can't do. It's one or the other. I can't do both. It just that's outside of my strategy. If I'm going to lay runs, I have to lay enough that's going to give me positive return. Because my strategy is I win fifty percent of the time, and I'm going to post a positive return. So if I'm laying odds and runs, when you're laying those runs. Like, people will say, oh, the runs make the odds less, right, that you have to lay. But that doesn't make those those less odds free. You're paying for those in the, in the form of, Chris, fill in the blank, runs. <laughs> That's not cheap money. That's expensive money. Lay the runs. Lay the alternative. Treat yourself. Try try it, man. Try something different. Lay extra runs. Go on Twitter and call yourself a hero. That's what you do. Chris will show you. Chris will show you. He's all over Pinterest. Look, okay. <laughs> Do not talk about my Pinterest, okay? We said we were going to leave Pinterest out of this. I mean, let's look at this Padres line. Minus one and a half. My Pinterest. Minus oh. one and a half on the Padres. Minus one and a half on the Padres. You're minus 128. You're laying runs and odds. It doesn't make any sense. You got to have one or the other. So at minus two, if you go minus two, and the Ninos number, which is dead money, right? That's scared money. You're at minus 102. But at minus two and a half, which could easily happen in an inning against that bullpen, is you're at plus 121 already. So why wouldn't you just lay the, the extra run? If you're, I mean, you're laying one and a half anyway. You're only laying one more against that bullpen and Austin Gomber leading the charge. You're at, you're at plus money now. On a, on, a, on a team that should belt them by seven runs, man. The Padres should win this game by seven. Right? You got you garbage going sure. up against Austin Gomber. If this game was in San Diego, the Padres are still four runs better to the better. But it's like in cores where Tatis, I mean, this guy's really hitting home runs now, right? I mean, long ones. I don't know. You tell me. Well, you already told me, and I'm very much disappointed. In your I'm not mad. I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm not mad. I'm just we, disappointed. Was, we've seen with Austin Gomer. We've, we've seen him face Austin Gomer already this season. And you know what the, the final score in that game was? 3-1. So if you put the two and a half, you would have lost. Where was it at? San Diego. It was yeah. Uh, in, yeah, in San Diego. Right. So two runs in San Diego is four runs at Coors. Everybody knows that, Rod. This is this is this is this is this is Coors one oh one. So the two trips for the Padres into Coors this year, they scored a manage of three runs. That that's the scary part of the proposition is that this Padres team can uh, all of a sudden runs dry up in a in a heartbeat. We've seen them this season. All of a sudden they can be like, ooh, look, we scored one. So Definitely not a game that I am rushing to the window of the bet. I am going to uh, stay far clear for this one. I'm I, rushing to the window, man. I'm, I'm going to lay those. Game. I'm laying those extra runs, man. Okay, you lay the extra. I'll, I'll cheer for you. I'm laying extra uh, just for that, man. I'm looking at the three and a half. I'm getting <laughs> one eighty-one on my money at that, and at four and a half, which I may just put in for a taste, plus two sixty-seven on my money in a game that figures to be a rout. <laughs> I like that guy. Says the Padres will score two, and they'll leave seven guys on base. <laughs> Padres are burning. I say that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right. 
Chris, did you give an opinion on this shit show or yeah. not? <laughs> I thought you were I mean, nobody here has made a case for the Rockies. That's for damn sure, you know? I mean, the only case that you can make for the Rockies is that they've won seven of eight uh, of Gomber's last eight starts. But, I, I mean, look, look at some of the teams they played. They played the Mets with Tyler McGill, the Reds with, with Graham Ashcraft, uh, the Diamondbacks with Ryan Nelson. So I'll take the Padres minus the two and a half and I'll lean towards the over as well. I think it's a higher scoring game. I think Gomber gets his butt kicked, but uh, way to suck it up, two- Chris. We appreciate it. <laughs> but the two games, of this is like, I'm, I'm just not up. I'm not up for the, for the, for the, for the back. <laughs> like, I'm the just going to cave and the, lay the two and a half. <laughs> I'm just going to agree. It's easier. <laughs> He's, really good this He's like, I can't get to three and a half, but at two and a half, I'm okay. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. No, but the two, the two, uh, the two games of Darvish won last year against Colorado, 12, five and nine, three. So. So I think there's runs, but I think the, the Padres probably win comfortably too. They win by a there lot. They're going to win by a lot. <laughs> Padres are going to win. I never take the Padres, but they're going to win by a lot. <laughs> Angels against the Mariners. It's Shohei Otani night versus Luis Castillo. I think Otani's going to get traded at the trade before the trade deadline. I do. I think he's going to the Giants. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the. I so here's here's this here's the scenario on this one, right? Let me put this in the. Uh, I gotta put this in the. What do you call it again? The timestamps, whatever. Zero seven starts crying like little babies. So I got. Let me make sure. I put these in. This is the. Yeah, we're running a little over today. It happens. Um. Would you rather be the Mariners at right around 500 or the Angels at four games over 500? I think I would rather be the Mariners here in this case because I think that both these teams probably are not going to finish in first or second in the division, right? I, I, I would doubt it. Last year, the Mariners finished second, and they made the, they made the postseason. They might not make the postseason this year. I mean, there's, I would say if you look at the big picture – and the way things are starting to shake out, I would say the Mariners are not going to make the postseason this year. But I believe they take that small step back after making the postseason last year, and this is a team that's going to be very good for a very long time. You got Castillo. You got Kirby. You got Wu, right? These are three good pitchers, really good pitchers. And the, two, the latter two just need a little bit of time to develop. You have a batting order with, you know, Rodriguez, you got France, you got, you need you need some help in the, in in the lineup. Over the next year, they can get that help and they can kind of fix this thing. I got and Gilbert, right? I mean, this is look at the staff that they're putting in. Young guys, good guys. They're taking a step back here. They're probably not going to be a postseason team. Cuz so the Rangers are the team that is kind of the the squeezer, right? They're squeezing everybody out because they were a team that weren't in the postseason last year that look at this point to be a lock. Whether they win the division or a wild card, either way, they look to be a lock to be in the postseason. And the Astros, well, they're probably a lock too to make the postseason. Because McCullers Jr. still isn't even back for the Astros, right? So that's going to shore up the rotation and, and make them even better. And they have some good young guns in there too. Hunter Brown and, and France, and uh, you know, so they have some good guys too. When they get McCullers back, that's going to put Javier and Framber in the right spot in the rotation. They're going to be very, very tough. And then you have in the American League East the the Rays, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Orioles. Right, so you have three teams there plus the winner that all are going to be really fighting tooth and nail for those wild card spots with the Astros or Rangers, whoever doesn't win that division. I mean, very tough nut to crack here for the Mariners to get through all that traffic of those really, really good teams. But I would still rather be them than the Angels who have this giant payroll guys and they're still going nowhere and the future looks bleaker than, than the present. 
There's my two cents taking the Mariners in this game on principle alone. Chris? Um, here's my last lame ass total of the day. I'm going to take the under between the, uh, the Mariners and the Angels. Uh, this, this to me just shapes, a, shapes up like a pitcher's duel. Yeah. Well, as, long as, as long as the crickets are cashing the winner, that's all I care about, and that's why I'm going to go with the under. As long as those crickets are cash. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stand up. I gotta stand sound up like the guys somewhere. whose chops I bust when they're taking minus two sixty five favorites. Then, I mean, that's exactly the same response I get. That's the first time I've ever used that response. Me alone. Um, you know, I, I like the under here. To me, it's just shapes up to be a pitcher's duel. I think Castillo and Otani both go seven innings. I think it's the first to first to three wins this game. So give me the under. Right. And for me in this one, you know, I'm going to go with the uh, the, the Mariners in this one. Uh, I know Castillo is uh, all in five in his last five road starts. Uh, I was like, I couldn't get to the two and a half at Coors, but I can go with the Mariners. <laughs> but I can go with the Mariners here. Why? Because the Mariners off of a day off. They're eight and two uh, following that off day. And uh, speaking of Friday stats, well, uh, this Angels team, for some reason on Fridays, they don't play so good. 30 and 61 in their last 91 uh, games on Friday. They're also one of five in the last six versus the AL West. Give me the Mariners. All right. Giants against the Cubs. Last one on the board. Chris, it's you. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Chicago Cubs here. Uh, they burned me yesterday, but you know Marcus Stroman you know, has been really, really good in his last four starts. And uh, Anthony DiScafani, you know, while we talk about how DiScafani normally has a good year and a bad year, and this sets up to be a good year for him. He sells an ERA just under five at home this season, so I think the Cubs can... Uh, bounce back after a rough series in, in uh, Anaheim and uh, get a win here. So give me uh, the Cubs in this one. Right. And for me, I like the under. So the last game of the night, late game, West Coast. Uh, I like the under. Marcus Stroman uh, has been solid. And uh, this is funny, another uh, solid guy. I think they go six or seven innings. Uh, pitchers duel. And uh, now that it's up to eight, I like the under. Cubs 9-1, the under in their last ten. Giants 5-5. Five five. But, uh, Definitely a pitcher's duel. They go six, seven innings easily. We get under the total of eight. I like the Giants in this one. Um, the Cubs are really not having a fun trip on this road trip, and if you can't beat the Angels, you're not going to beat the Giants. I think Di Scalfani, you know, he's been hit and miss this year, but I think he hits here. Um, I like the way the Giants are playing overall. They look like a, like a playoff team to me. Taking the Giants. We go to the NBA. And it's game <clears throat> game four. Heat taking on the chicken nuggets. Um, Rod, let's start with you. And for me in this one, uh, I, I'm going to take the Heat plus points. Uh, I know they uh, lost last game, but uh, it just didn't look so good and missed some shots here there and we're any close. I think they keep it closer there. Give me the uh, heat plus the uh, the points in this one. I think it comes down to who's got the ball last. So definitely want those points in my pocket. I'm going to roll with the heat. I'm going to take the, the alternate line. Um, I love alternate lines, and I think this one sets up for it. I, as a Heat fan, I've been kind of maybe a little over-optimistic on it. I think that the Heat have made things tough on themselves this season. I think we saw early in Game 3 that the writing was probably on the wall that they might be in trouble in, in there. I think when, they, when the Heat miss free throws, when the key players like Butler and, and Bam miss free throws in the first half, in those games, the Heat have been dead. And it's just kind of like it's. I know it's just one point and, and whatever, but it kind of you can see it, you know that it, that's probably going to happen that way. So 
I think in this game, I think Spo makes some more adjustments here against the Nuggets for the style that they came out in Game Three. And um, when Spo makes the adjustments, the Heat win. Um, he didn't really get a chance to make the adjustments in, in Game Three. He makes them here, and um, the Heat win. I think they win comfortably. I think the series might be going seven games, much to my chagrin. But I think it is going seven. I think it's going to be one of those. I think it's going to go all the way. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to take the heat and the points as well. Um, and I think if, if Denver were to win this game, it's, it's, it's going to be one they're going to have to really earn. It's going to come down to the last possession. Um, but I do. Th- I think the Heat win this game. Um, you know, I think they bounce. They usually bounce back fairly well. They usually don't stay for, stay down for very long. And uh, yeah, I think the Heat get the win here. So I'll take the Heat plus the points. Put a little bit on the money line too. All right, parlay time. Rod, want to kick us off? Sure. I'm going to go with the uh, the Mariners. On the money line, the Braves on the run line, and the Reds on the money line. I'm going to take the Reds on the money line, the Rangers on the money line, and the Marlins on the money line. $10 pays one thirty-seven ninety-nine. Chris? I'll take the Astros, I'll take the Blue Jays, and I'll take the Cubs. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. See you tomorrow for our big show with all the cappers. I don't know how many people are coming on, but probably be a few.